Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. Hey, you know, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think I was going to be coming on today because I was only thinking about doing just one episode this week, do something on Thursday, and that'll be it. But I, I got too much on my mind. I, I and hey, I got this podcast, so of course, why not? It's the whole reason why we even doing trench yet. So. We're going to talk a little bit about immigration, which is the biggest trend that is going on right now. And also the Republican Party of Texas convention just passed and I was a delegate there and I'll give a bit of a recapping of things that happened. So all that on this episode of Trend Chat. highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe and welcome welcome to another episode of trend chat I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe, and if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat now, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. So, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, I was not even thinking about doing <laughs> doing an episode today, but yeah, this just, yeah, just too much is on my mind. I just have to just, like I said, I, I do a podcast, so 
That's the whole reason of doing it is to get to to vent. And I, I'm going to let you know right now, this might be like a long rant. And I, I, I don't know if it's going to last 45 minutes or not. I don't know. It could be 20 minutes. But I just want to get a little bit off my chest. Basically, that's what it is. And also, I guess I want to talk a little bit about the state convention as well. That's not much of a rant. Well, well, there were some things. But it's not, not to do uh, specifically with the state convention in particular. Just my frustrations in um when it comes to these conventions but um i guess first off like i said the whole deal with immigration because <laughs> and it, when i mentioned that it, it basically is a i guess there's a talk on immigration in particular but i mean obviously the focus is about what illegal immigrants are doing and illegal immigration, but also in total of immigration as a whole, because we still don't have any, any sort of immigration reform as far as the laws go. So because of that, I feel like we're kind of going on this continuous cycle of having to deal with whatever story that's come out about immigration and right now it's well, I guess one thing I will say is that what is going on right now is nothing new. And I feel like the media is portraying this and Democrats are just, you know, in their press conferences, what, you know, having crying children or whatever, and trying to basically pull at your heartstrings. And this is nothing new. This has been going on for years but yet, I feel like, I guess, Democrats in the media have seen that, you know, President Trump's approval ratings, you know, his, his numbers are going up, and Stormy Daniels not is not hurting them, not bringing those numbers down. Um, I mean, Russia, all these other, all these other issues that they keep throwing out, trying to, trying to bring them down, basically, and his numbers keep going up. So I guess I guess they feel like, well, let's throw out immigration. <laughs> let's throw, let, let get some let get some kid in a cage. Let's use a picture that we that we use from a protest and make it seem like we got them in a cage. And then let's let's just run a story on that. Maybe that'll do it. Maybe that'll do it. <laughs> so now. So we're now we're, we're talking about it. I mean, look, it worked. I'm talking about it. And look, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm probably like the last person to hear about this it's been talked about for the past i don't know how many days i i heard it while i was at the convention so but now you know i guess for me i would say i'm pretty pessimistic personally that we will ever get any real immigration reform really and i mean mainly because you have these skittish republicans I mean, there. I've heard other words like weak need or I've heard, but basically just Republicans scared of their own shadow, mainly just scared of the media opinion of them, which I don't know why after all these years, it's not going to change no matter how you acquiesce to their demands, whether it's on immigration, whether it's on taxes, whether it's on healthcare, whether it's on whatever it is. If a lot, if the, the media would show Republicans in a, in a negative light, at any at any point, um, basically, unless you just become a Democrat, 
And I don't know why is that so hard to comprehend amongst, amongst a lot of Republicans. It, no matter what you do, it would never be enough you might, unless you're a Democrat. So I don't even know why you keep trying. I mean, you, you really, uh, anyway, <laughs> that is not the rant I was going to go on, but it, that's just an ongoing rant in particular for conservatives, basically, because you know they're not going <laughs> to, not going to see you in anything positive unless you basically are doing it, doing something with a Democrat and basically just being Democrat light. And even then that's not enough. Cause then if you know, you're Democrat light, they're like, well, we just want the Democrat as far as that's what the media will want. So, but like I said, I don't feel like we're going to get any real reform mainly because it would depend on Republicans, especially to stand on the rule of law. They would have to do that, but they don't. Every time this happens, you know, they, some, you have this heart wrenching story and all of a sudden they just get, they get all scared and all of a sudden they relent. The, the Democrats media, they'll, they'll push this story. They'll push this crying kid in front of you. And they say, no, these Republicans, they'll relent. And they'll back, they'll back off and like, okay, well, let's do, let's do a little amnesty. Let's do a little this, let's do a little that. And then next thing you know, we, we keep going down a continuous cycle and, and it keeps going on and on and on. So that's why I say I feel very pessimistic that we will ever get anything as far as whether it's border security or any, or I mean, maybe we may get the wall. Who knows? I, I don't know, but I feel like we're just going to keep continuing down this trend back and forth back and forth we're going we're going to talk tough about illegal immigration then democrats media throw out some story throw some kid out there next thing you know they were like oh we can't we can't separate families or something like that that's basically what's been going on now it's all about the stories you know about separating families because that's what's been going on right now because people who are maybe going for asylum or whatnot and see the thing about it Oh, well, let me go ahead and say this, too, because it's the obligatory statement every conservative needs to make because the, the media has done a masterful job in making it seem like any criticism towards immigration is basically hatred for all immigrants. Like you just hate immigrants because you have any criticism about illegal immigration. And so this is about illegal immigration. I have no problem with immigration in general, as long as it's done the right way. This is not the right way. Now, the people who are seeking asylum, if they are seeking asylum and they are have legit reasons. All right. Let's go through the process legally and let's do it the right way. If you're not. And you are coming in this country legally and you have your family separated. You did that to yourself. You did that to your family at from the beginning. So, honestly, I have sympathy for what's going on at that moment by having your family separated. But in the whole, as far as what you did to even get to this point to have your family separated, I don't have sympathy for that. I don't have sympathy for that part, for what you did to even get to this point. Because nobody, nobody wants to see children crying parents crying when they when they're separating families nobody want to see that but you shouldn't have done what you did to even get to this point and i know the also the argument that's been that been out there now is because it well the argument that i've been hearing a lot and i think it's a good one too 
uh, about, well, if you're committing a crime, just like any other criminal, or committing, you know, any other crime, you're getting separated from your family as far as, you know, going to jail. So why is this any different than any other crime that you're committing? So, I, I mean, that's another way to look at it as well. Also, especially coming from Democrats who want to make this such a big story right now, I, I, I really can't can't take them seriously. I can't take them or the media seriously, especially from a, a group of people who advocate for separating babies from the family. From a mother, by meaning of abortion, what I mean. They have no problem literally taking someone's life and separating a baby from their life. Separating them, separating the baby from their mother and to not even live. Not only, it's not even where when we're talking about this case, in when we're talking about immigration in this case where you're separating families. Yeah, okay, you may separate the kids from the parents. Yeah, but at least the kid's still alive in this case, as opposed to when we're talking about abortion, where when you're separating them, you're basically, you know, putting the the instruments. It's something I, I kind of don't like to mention, but, you know, as far as just killing, killing a child, therefore separating the, the child from the from the mother but yeah so it's kind of i'm it's kind of hard to really take them seriously when they're they're so upset and about this but yet have no problem with what's going on every day at these you know at these abortion centers across the country so okay i think that yeah that, that was that was the rant but I tell you, it's it's something that um, anyway, it's something I've mentioned before on this podcast, and obviously, you know, this being trench chat, so let's go ahead and talk about that. But like I said, I don't know. Maybe this might be a short episode. Hey, you know, some of y'all might be like, "Great, maybe we don't have to hear you for the, for forty five minutes this time," but. I'm done done with that. And so before we get into uh, I guess I'll talk about the state convention a little bit. But before that, let's hear a word from Politics. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat. Also contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Commentary as subtle as a sledgehammer. This is Trend Chat. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's Civics Education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our Educational Meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. All right. 
Yeah, I know I said just one, but yeah, I just decided to play more. So <laughs> it's my podcast, so I, I want to play some from the Founder Project as well, just in, just in case you know this might go on longer than expected. So anyway, as I mentioned in the beginning, the Republican Party of Texas had the state convention down in San Antonio, and I was was there, but obviously. Well, I, as I can't say obviously because some delegates didn't show up. So, but I I was a delegate, and so I attended. Like actually, you're supposed to. I guess that's maybe another one of those frustrations I have about the convention. But anyway, yeah, don't, I don't want to get into a rant that I haven't really thought about. But um, but yeah. So basically, it well it started on monday put it that way so first it started monday with you know a lot of meetings you know talking about the rules the platform and credentials and and on and on and then on thursday that's when kind of like the main i guess the main event if you want to call it kind of starts on thursday where most delegates show up because some are already there because mainly they're probably serving in committees or just want to observe as well. And actually that's something I did last year, not last year, but, um, 2016, but, um, I wasn't able to do the whole, the whole convention. So, but yeah, so on Thursday we come in and if any, you know, any of y'all been part of state conventions, I'm pretty sure the people who are listening or have been involved one way or another in their state conventions, and so you kind of understand the words you you meet up you talk about you know you set the rules and for the convention and try to put together the platform that you that you put um for that you put together for the party you know for the next for us it's the next two years and this is you know the statement that all that you know republicans should be standing the standard let's put it that way that's what i'm trying to think of the word the standard that republicans should um, uphold as far as when they are you know in the house or the senate or whatever so that being said i just want to mention before we get into all that talking about the platform i'm not going to get into all of that obviously because we i mean we had like over 300 uh, items on our platform obviously i'm not going to go through all of that there's a, a there's other things i want to mention about it that are kind of funny but before that we also had to uh elect our officers as well and being the chairman and the vice chairman of the party now oh okay so <laughs> we had a contentious um, chairman's race <laughs> that basically took up all of our time on Friday. And yeah, I mean, we had two candidates that was running. You had the current chair running against someone who wanted to unseat him. And it was a lot of back and forth. It was a, I say it was a bitter race back in, you know, about it. Um, uh, some mudslinging, as you will say. And now this is where I get into 
a little bit of the frustration. And so I I had you know I a lot of frustration on, on other things, but here's one of them as far as this chairman's race went, because I don't want to bore you with how this goes down. If see if I can explain this pretty as basic as possible. So we as delegates are already in the convention, right? And so we're all all the delegates come from different senatorial districts around the state, you know, in the state of Texas. So all of those districts, you know, there's 31 of them. And so all of those districts meet up separately and have what they call a senatorial district caucus or SD caucus in those caucuses, in those, you know, meetings, those delegates in the, in those, in those meetings, choose who they recommend to be the chair and vice chair of the party. So on Friday, um, yeah, trying to, yeah. On Friday, after those meetings, it came out that the current chair, James Dickey, who we've had on before and hopefully may, may have on soon, but the current chair, James Dickey was, um, was the overwhelming, uh, favorite amongst all the the senatorial districts um he won he he won overwhelmingly more than his opponent uh cindy ash so from that point kind of take it back to back to 2016 the same thing kind of the same thing happened in 2016 where you had a, a race going on and the current chair won at that time and after that, that, after those meetings and seeing that the current chair had more, uh, had more wins and had more districts in his favor, the challenger conceded, right? You know, when we all met up later on that afternoon, that was in 2016. That's not what happened this time. So last, so yeah, so 2016, we had our meetings. We, you know, we chose basically uh, by majority who who we wanted to be the chair. Had a concession. We went on about our business, and that was it. This time, that did not happen, and it basically just caused a a, a whole afternoon of just confusion and bitter bit more bitterness actually because now it just seems like it, they were just the i mean the people from the other from the other campaign seemed like they were just using different tactics to try to either to try to find any other way to try to to win which which was basically just making it worse in my opinion and so we just kept going down different other antics, whether it was through the rules and doing it this way, whether at one point we was what they was using that minority report. They were uh, a lot of different procedures, a lot of using all the procedures as they can to, to keep it going. And it's not like it was a close, you know, <laughs> a close call between when we had the meetings earlier in the day, it was an overwhelming number. But yet it seemed like they just didn't want to concede. 
Actually, she didn't concede, actually, um, to be honest, because they also had another uh, another time to speak where she didn't concede. And then when after after all of the procedures, we basically went down to a roll call vote, basically by taking vote by, you know, by every delegate taking all those votes. And he uh, well, the current chair won again. And I mean, obviously, it was pretty, pretty obvious that he was going to win. And after all that, we we were done for today, basically, because we kind of wasted the whole afternoon on something that was pretty much decided earlier in the day. So. And there's something I've mentioned before where after everything was over. I don't know what was the whole purpose of all this. Personally, I I posted on on Facebook and I think other places about this while this was going on. I felt like this was like some sort of petty retaliation um, towards uh, the current chair James Dickey, as far as for you know things that may that happened in 2016. I feel like they were just using this as a as a way to. I don't know, just to make him look bad, to humiliate him and try to make him, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it's funny because we, we we kept talking so much about unity. Right. And because of this whole chairman's race and it uh, and everything that was coming out, you know, the message was all about unity, unity, unity. And then and then they, you know, then we have this going on for a whole wasting all this time that afternoon. And. It, that kind of reminds me, you know, a lot of times as far as the establishment, especially all the ones always want to preach unity, 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 unless a conservative wins. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, you know, forget unity. <laughs> they don't care about unity when a, when a conservative wins, but when a moderate or, the, you know, whenever the, their establishment wins, then they want to tell the conservatives, oh, we got to be all unified. We got to be all unified. And then when the conservative is in is in charge and all of a sudden, no, we, we can't back this um radical or <laughs> whatever but um but yeah so so yeah from that like i said lost the day basically from doing anything else any other business and so we had to basically wait until until the next day so and then we kind of that's when we get into the platform and all that and like i said i'm not gonna go through all that and and we know but <laughs> But in talking about the platform, like I said, there was like three over three hundred some items, and and it's kind of I would say kind of your basic uh, conservative platform. It's a very conservative platform. It's but um there were some things that kind of stood out, and one thing in particular was um <laughs> now nope I'm well. Some of y'all that listen to this are not going to really know what I'm talking about, but it was a plank called <laughs> Plank 168. <laughs> I just found this a little humorous. It really did. And Plank 168 of of now the um, the approved Republican Party of Texas platform, and it's in there. It was actually voted in. And so this plank, I'm going to read it because it's not long. <laughs> plank 168 is on is on the on spending limit and here is and here's the description 
word for word, adopted under the heading budget federal. No, yeah, that, that, that was the word. Let me, let, me, let me read it again. This is plank 168 on spending limit. And this is the description about on this plank is, quote, adopted under the heading budget federal. That's not even the sentence. And that was voted in. Now, for me to say that, it's not like, oh, well, they kind of just overlooked it. Nope. It was stated during the convention that this was a typo. <laughs> and this this plate makes no sense. It's, it, it is illo- illogical. <laughs> and yet, with all of that, that plank still made it in, got voted on to be included into the Republican Party of Texas platform. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so this kind of goes right into what my frustrations are about conventions in general. And, and look, I'm not talking about this like I'm some grizzled veteran. This is only my second um, state convention, you know, so I'm just... I'm just saying as far as someone that's been to one and it's not a lot, but it's just my one frustration I have is just the fact that one, well, one, <laughs> um, as I gave that example right there, um, some people are not really paying attention <laughs> and I felt like not only with this convention, but other like the even like the national convention as well, is that I feel like people are more focused on going to the receptions and parties more so than, you know, conducting party business. So and I feel like, you know, a lot of times these. You know, in these conventions, you know, in these meetings, it could be very, very tedious. You know, the monotony of of the procedures and going through the rules and, you know, and all that. But that's that's what you that we're supposed to be there for is to to conduct, you know, the business for the party. And I feel like a lot of people get 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 tired real quick and are frustrated and just want to you know get on with it as opposed to really getting you know really settling down and and trying to do what we need to do and that's kind of one of the frustrations i have and a lot of times because i feel like once we get like an hour or two in into these meetings um i feel like that the people are starting to get restless and then all of a sudden that's when things really get pushed through regardless of really you know being thorough on it on whatever it is that's in front of you front of you (laughs) so and that that's just that is something that i noticed not only with the you know this convention like i said with the oh the national convention even worse i feel like a national convention it it's just a party for real which kind of you know which is not really surprising given the fact that you basically do a lot of the 
the organization of this of this convention. A lot of it is done the week before on when it comes to national convention. And so everything you see when the cameras are on, it's basically just a formality and it just it's just a show vote. You know, we just we just dare to say, hey, yay. And, and because it's already been voted on for the most part. I mean, it's it's supposed to be official at that time. But no, not not really, because if you do go step out of line and try to <laughs> try to do something, oh, everybody said, what, you, you know, start <laughs> having all sour face on looking at you like, what are you doing? You making us look bad or blah, blah, whatever. Uh, you know what? You know, and I'll say whatever to that, because this is supposed to be party you know it's supposed to be the time we supposed to be doing actual business this is not supposed to be some sort of tv show but look i'm not saying anything that hasn't already been said before <laughs> that that is not already known for years this is not nothing new this has been going on for longer than longer than i've been alive i'm pretty sure that they that this convention is basically a a tv show when you see it Every four years, especially. And it's almost the same when it comes to the state convention, at least in Texas. Not as much. There's a little more business that is done compared to the national convention. But it's kind of the same feel, just a little bit on a smaller scale. But um, <laughs> now. So basically, that's about it about the state convention. But I want to bring it back to about the whole thing about about the platform. Now. It's all great. Like I mentioned, the platform is, is a pretty conservative platform, it's, and that's all well and good. But just like the National Convention, it means absolutely nothing if the people we send to Austin, in the case of the State Convention, if the people we send to our, to the state capitol that's opposed to uphold the you know, the principles that are in the Republican Party platform, if they're not going to actually abide by it or going to, to even care to do anything that we have in the platform, it means nothing, unfortunately. And I feel like there are a lot of a lot of Republicans in Texas, you know, that they see this platform and they just totally disregard it when they get to Austin. Wasn't even planning on caring about what's in the platform in the first place. And, you know, that's the same when it comes to the National Convention. We can put together this great platform at the convention. It don't mean jack if we if uh, the the senators and representatives don't abide by it when they go to Washington. So that's where the whole keeping keeping your congressman accountable to not only what they say in the campaign, but also what is in the platform. Is that really, is it really that hard to, to do that? I can understand if uh, maybe you didn't run on that particular issue in the platform, but it, if you brought up in the campaign and said that, Hey, I'm, I'm going to Austin, I'm going to Washington to do X, Y, Z. Like we've seen, Plenty of times where you know politicians have said that, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Washington, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, and they don't do any of it. So just imagine how they view the platform, especially if they don't agree. I mean, whether we're talking about like 
the Second Amendment. And you have some people in Texas, you know, it's, you know, talking about the Republican Party, Texas platform may have a strong, you know, strong statement on the Second Amendment. And at the same time, you have some of these representative representatives and senators who want gun control and just totally disregard what is in the platform about about upholding the Second Amendment. And so that's just one issue. There's plenty of plenty other issues. I mean, like I said, there's like over 300 there. And, you know, if you want to look over the the platform, you know, the public party of, of Texas platform, if you want to look at it, just go to uh, uh, TexasGOP.org slash delegates. And it's there if you want to look at it all <laughs> over 300 planks of it if you want to take a look and um oh but um i almost lost train of thought but um but yeah what we're talking about the second amendment but also there was a little change to the plank for abortion it's not as strong as it was in 2016 and that came up and i feel like the plank for abortion which is oh man i forgot the plate number but anyway it the if you look up the if you look up the platform and and search for abortion you should be able to find it but uh i forgot about that but yeah but the plank on abortion has been watered down a little bit now basically to kind of give those republicans who are pro-choice those they are out there to give them an out to not be uh to not be a, I guess, totally against the the Republican platform. So if they if they feel like they don't want to uphold that part, they can easily just try to they can easily use this plank now to kind of kind of weasel their way out of it, put it that way. And so, so there there have been some changes overall. I think it's it is a, a pretty good platform. But but at, like I said at as I said before, all this is great, and we should, you know, it's not like I'm saying anything about that we shouldn't do this. But what I'm saying is that it now it it comes down to keeping the people we send to Austin, you know, keeping them accountable to this platform. And so I hope we can we do that. And yeah, so that that's it. <laughs> I, I'm done. I got my rent out. I got it off my chest. I feel a lot better now. I really do. I feel. I just feel like I I, I put it out there now, and <laughs> and so. Well, I didn't want to give a bunch of dead air while I think about it, but um, but we will be back on Thursday because we have something set up. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it together i don't want to say who's coming on just yet because i just want to make sure it actually happens because things happen all the time so so hopefully we'll be back on thursday with a special guest about a book let me put it that way that's all i can give because i don't want to say too much more so so until thursday we'll chat with you later
Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.